Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hanging with Lang. It's season three, episode one. We have a very special guest today, Jeff Baller, also known as my dad. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me today. Very excited to be here. And uh, I still remember last year and uh, had a great time. And, and thanks for having me back, Langston. Yeah, you're very welcome. Uh, very always welcome on the podcast. A very special guest today. And uh, we have a great lineup for you guys here today. We're going to talk about um, the NBA. Uh, we're going to talk about NFL uh, Week 17, which was last week. The NFL playoff picture, NBA um, outlook, and um, my NFL All-Pro team. And also, um, putting you on the spot here a little bit, Dad, I kind of forgot about this. Uh, we're going to be doing our uh, NBA, um, MLB, and NFL Super Bowl championship, World, Ser- World Series, whatever. Uh, those picks. So uh, hopefully you have time to think about that. We'll wait till the end of the podcast to do that. But uh, yeah, so we're going to start off with um, the, our M- NBA uh, all-star team, the all-star team, all-star game coming up. We have our all-star teams that we voted for and uh, I'll go ahead and start us off. So on the West side, um, on my front court is Stephen Curry and Damian Lillard. Stephen Curry has had a great year, like, he he has definitely shown not not his best year obviously but he's definitely shown some promise and definitely shown that he is not really going downhill he's going to be in his prime for a while and obviously breaking the three point record that is a huge thing Damian Lillard kind of have kind of had an off season you know not really had a, a one a great season but to be fair he is still a great player and i i still voted for him um for my front court in the East, I have Zach Levine and Trey Young. Trey Young is going to be an all-star for years to come. Future MVP, trying to lead the Hawks. The Hawks did great last year, all because of him. He he's been pretty good this year. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been he's been good uh, good player this year. Zach Levine has been great. He's been thriving with the help of Demar Rosen. The Bulls are a great underdog team this year, and who knows what they can do. Uh, my back court, my sorry, my front court for the West is a Brandon Ingram, Carl Anthony Towns, and Paul George. Paul George was kind of a substitute pick. Him and LeBron James had kind of similar seasons. Paul George has been injured a little bit, not as much as LeBron James, but Paul George definitely. LeBron has done better than Paul George when he's been in, but Paul George has been injured less. So I kind of decided to go with Paul George, and. If you listen to this podcast, obviously, you know, I'm definitely not a LeBron James fan. So that kind of pushed it over the edge a little bit. So um, I chose Paul George or LeBron James. And Carl Anthony Towns, kind of an automatic pick. He was definitely, he was the top three um, guys available. And really, the front courts for the West have not been great this year. Um, so I kind of had to pick Carl Anthony Towns. And Brandon Ingram was kind of a, a surprise pick. He's been a great player for a, for a while, so I just decided to pick him. He's been – he's a kind of an underdog here. In the front court, I have Giannis, Kevin Durant, and Julius Randle. I like that. Um, I, that that That's a good – that's a good front court. Uh, Giannis, obviously, you can't go without picking him. Durant, best scorer of all time, and – Julius Randle has actually not been having the greatest year, but, you know, he's getting better, and I think he deserves an all-star game. So we're going to send it on over to uh, Jeff here with his NBA all-star games. Yeah, so 
there was a lot of great analysis there on your picks, and mine's going to be completely different. I, I would say I'm sort of the casual NBA fan, so um, you know, a little bit like the Major League All Star team. All Star team, it's a little bit of name recognition for me. Um, I just because I just don't follow the guys like like Langston does. But um, so so mine's sort of the common man. Of all-star lineup because maybe I've heard of these guys and they're they're uh, superstars, which I guess is good. You want those guys uh, on the TV playing in the all-star team. So I'll start with my my West team. Um, in the backcourt, I have Steph Curry, uh, of course, great year, uh, household name when it comes to to you know probably all sports, um, and then also Mitchell in the backcourt. And in the front court, I have LeBron James. I have Wiggins and I have Paul George are my five guys, my five starting lineup for the West. And then in the East, um, the, the backcourt is is Young and DeRozan. And the front court is Kevin Durant, a uh, huge fan of his. And uh, Tatupo. did I pronounce that right? Seeing that you're good. Not even close. You're gonna get the you're gonna get the common man pronunciations as well um, and then Embiid uh, Joel Embiid it would be uh, rounding out the top five for the East um, and I, I hope to I can't wait for the game usually the scoring uh, I, I want to see them break the 200 point mark that'd be fantastic I don't know if it's gone that high I don't think it has but uh, it's getting to be more and more um, uh, offense 99% and maybe a little bit of defense uh, just for fun you know, that was a great try at uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's <laughs> last name there, but um, so close. But um, just a kind of a fun fact here, if you guys didn't know this, um, Antetokounmpo is actually, it actually means mosquito in uh, Greece. So Giannis was talking about this in one of his press conferences where some people call him Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> and that actually means, uh, like I said, it means um, – Mosquito. Mosquito. Sorry about that. <laughs> mosquito in Greece, so people are calling him a mosquito, like my dad here. Sounds like a good nickname. The the big the big mosquito. Yeah, he's actually the Greek freak, so let's not change nicknames here. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about week seventeen of the NFL year. Um, dad, I'll, I'll let you. Um, I'll, I'll kind of go over the games, you know, and you can talk about them too. But um, big win for the Seahawks. They, I think they really need that confidence. Uh, 51 to nine for the Seahawks. It, it was really an overall great win. Metcalf had a great game, 236 passing yards for Wilson. Uh, honestly, an amazing game for Penny. He had 170 yards and two touchdowns there. Uh, Freddie Swain had a good game too, two receptions, 65 yards. That was it. Was an overall great win. Uh, t- Travis Boyle for the Lions. Honestly. You know, three interceptions. I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think you can throw three three interceptions with like, and expect to win a football game. You know, like, just doesn't seem really logical. There, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, and I, I, from what I recall, two of those re- interceptions might have even, even been sort of in garbage time, uh, like maybe maybe the start of the fourth quarter or or just a few minutes into the fourth quarter where it was pretty much already over. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm not as excited about this win. The season has been a real downer. Uh, this is a this is a two win team with a backup quarterback. Yeah, you're supposed to destroy them. Uh, 
so the fact they did, I don't go crazy with with my excitement. I would say I'm kind of excited about seeing Penny really pick it up. I thought he was just done, uh, but I've been hearing more and more from local sports um, sports personalities around here that they seem pretty excited about keeping him around to see what yeah, he can do. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, Penny might might be sticking around. I mean, might, they might be trading Carson. Uh, I would be surprised if we see if we saw Carson go. That would be really a, a surprise to me. And keeping on the Seahawks, uh, that that what do you think about Wilson? What what is your what are your thoughts on uh, Wilson going into the going into the next year? Yeah, it's I don't know. It's really I have no I really have no idea. Um, I, I but I would I would re- be very surprised if Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are together next year. That would be a surprise to me. Uh, but anything beyond that would not be a surprise. I mean, anything anything can happen. Um, if you can trade Wilson to get some good picks, then you do that. Um, um, I, I, I really like Russell Wilson. I would, I would like to see them just build around him and have him retire as a Seahawk. I just don't know if he really, really wants to be a Seahawk, even though he has said very recently that he would love to stay here. Uh, I just, I just don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna look at some uh, potential trades for uh, Wilson here, and Dad, you're gonna grade them what you think that they that they did like those those trades deserve. So. Um, Let's go ahead and get into it. So here, here's one. I don't – this definitely doesn't look very good. I know that you're, you're probably not going to like this one. But this one is with the Eagles. And it, uh, the Seahawks will get 2022 first-round pick, 2022 – so two 2022 first-round picks. Um, so that's this year's draft. And a second-round pick. And Jalen Hurts. And the Eagles will get Russell Wilson. So what's your grade on that? Like, think about it like – School grades like a a minus. Like yeah, that. two first rounds and a second round. And Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, gosh, you know, that sounds good to me. I mean, that sounds wow. like I I probably would take that. Um, two first round picks and a second round and Jalen sounds. That sounds like I would I would probably pull the trigger on that. So what's your grade on that? Uh, probably a I would say probably a B. Read on that, yeah. B plus. Yeah, B plus, sure. Because okay. you can do plus. Okay, so we got a B plus on that. Um, here's another one. This one is for the Giants. Um, we have a first round pick, second round pick. Yeah, yeah, first round pick in this year's draft. A first round pick in um, two first round picks in this year's draft. Sorry about that. So it's basically the same exact pick, uh, same exact one as last as the last one, except you get Daniel Jones. So two first-round picks and a second-round pick and Daniel Jones for, for Russell Wilson. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, Daniel Jones, remind me who he is. <laughs> He's a quarterback for the Giants. Oh, boy, that's that's not a good sign. Um, no, I'm not, not good. I'm not interested in Daniel Jones. Uh, with Jalen Hurts, I feel like you can build around him for the time. In advance, I know that for a fact. For, for sorry, not for advance. For in return, we want to go back in return, and I don't really don't think that the um, Steelers can really give us that. Yeah. So that's just one thing that I'm thinking about. 
So uh, you're thinking A on this on this one right here? Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely yeah, an A on that last one. And I guess we should also kind of consider maybe it's not just a two person a two team trade. Maybe it's a three team trade exactly. or a four team trade. Let's get to the let's get to the three team trades. I have a three team trade right here that actually might be really confusing, but uh, we'll we'll try we'll try to do it. Um, so this involves the Seahawks, the um, Texans, and the Giants. And this one's really interesting because I the three three team um, trades never happen in the NFL. But this could be one time that it actually does happen. So here's what the Seahawks would get. The Seahawks would get Deshaun Watson, uh, 2022, two 2022 first-round picks and um, from the Giants and another 2022 first-round pick from the Texans. Uh, the Giants would get Russell Wilson, and the Texans would get Daniel Jones and two first-round picks from the Seahawks. So, if we're looking at the Seahawks standpoint, we're giving away Wilson and two, two first-round picks for, in uh, upcoming years, um, and we basically get Deshaun Watson and three first-round picks. So I don't know what I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but all the all three of the first-round picks that we're getting are for this year, and the two first-round picks we're giving away are for upcoming years. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's. That's really tough. I mean, I don't know. It's like, what are your needs and what does the draft look like? You know, maybe the three, maybe the needs we have don't match the draft for this year. And, and then you've given away, you've given away draft picks, first round draft picks down the road when maybe the thing that you need is going to be uh, that first rounder that you wanted in 2023 or 2024. So that, that's tough. I mean, it's so hard to look in the crystal ball and know, um, no, I, I, yeah, I just don't I, – what I don't like about that is giving away draft picks. But I guess for me, I'm like, I want the moon when it comes to getting, giving away Russell Wilson and not every team's going to want to give away the moon. But I, I just don't want it to be something where it's a one-player trade and, and that's it. And that, that'll feel like we've just been ripped off by another team if it's just one quarterback for another or something like that. Unless, you know, Lakes and I were joking about if it's Patrick Mahomes for Russell Wilson – um, I'm I'm go I'm moving I'm doing that in a heartbeat, frankly. You know that's actually not th- this year. Actually, coming up, um, what what uh, Mahomes did this year? That's actually not much of a joke, you know, because that that actually Mahomes for Wilson would actually you could take that because Mahomes has not had a good year at all. Wilson hasn't had a good year just because of his injury, but you know that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we did that. If we did that trade, maybe Wilson in a first round pick for Mahomes. Um, it's just because like the M- Wilson's older. That's the only thing that would be different about that. But yeah, some other trades including Baker Mayfield three first three two first round picks and a third round pick in Baker Mayfield for Russell Wilson. Uh, that I would like that. I think that would be a good good trade to go go with. Don't you think? Getting yeah, Baker Mayfield there. That, yeah, I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan, so. From a fan standpoint, it'd be hard for me to rally behind him. But uh, I guess if you're, if you're holding up a Lombardi Trophy, I guess who cares who the quarterback is? Yeah, it's it's definitely true. So uh, we're gonna move into um, the NFL playoff picture here. So looking at the AFC, we have Tennessee, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, 
New England and Indianapolis, I think. Yeah, that looks like it's um, what we're looking at here. And there are two wildcard teams and four uh, four division winners, obviously. So we got Tennessee, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo as division winners. And we have New England, Indianapolis, New England and Indianapolis looking at the wild card. And on the outside looking in, we have the Chargers, we have the Raiders, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Personally, I do not like the Patriots. Looks like they're locked in. Um, do, I don't like the Colts. So I, I do like the Chargers, and I do like the Ravens, how they're looking at right now. So that, that honestly could be a good one to go with, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's what we're looking at right now. And in the NFC, we have – Sadly, the Seahawks have been eliminated. Um, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. All those teams are locked in except for the 49ers. So, you know, it's really it's, – it's getting really interesting. The 49ers can hang on to this spot that the Saints are looking at. The Saints and the Eagles are looking at uh, trying to get in, you know. I don't think the Eagles are, could last in the playoffs. Playoffs with Jalen Hurts as a, as our quarterback. That doesn't seem like something that's logical. A rookie quarterback, or second second year quarterback, trying to lead a team. You know, take out back. Actually, Mahomes led them to the Chiefs to the AFC title game last year. But things are different, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's what the NFL playoff picture is looking like. And uh, now we're gonna talk about the NFL playoffs. So, Dad, what do you? What are you thinking about the NFL playoffs? Do you think um, we're gonna have some surprises? Maybe like a few predictions, maybe like of yeah, who you, who you think might like. Well, I was trying to. So I, I was refreshing my memory on the playoff scenario uh, this year because I know it's a little bit different. Uh, the longer schedule and um, more teams in. So uh, it looks like seven teams get in from each division. Each conference. Yeah, I, I think that might be true. Seven teams, and only one team gets a first round bye, mm-hmm. which is different than like last year. The two top teams had a bye. This year, it's just going to be one team with a bye, which I think is going to be intriguing because uh, it'll be more football, I think, on that Saturday, Sunday. Um, and uh, it makes that, makes that the first, that, you know, that makes that, that, conference winner a huge thing to have that to have that buy and I from what I remember I think that might already already be wrapped up on the NFC side with Green Bay yeah um, I I think that's right um Green Bay has the number one seed there and uh I don't think it's Tennessee decided. is not yeah it's not decided in Tennessee right yet so yeah um, but yeah I I think that uh playoff wise I'll just kind of tell you teams that I'm sort of intrigued by. I'd love to see Indianapolis get in there and see if they can make some noise. Um, Buffalo. We're opposites. Yeah, Buffalo. I love Buffalo, but I, I feel like they're kind of trending. Ooh. Are they trending downwards a yeah, little bit? Yeah, they, um, they're guaranteed in the playoffs, at, at least the playoffs. But, yeah, Buffalo has – it's all Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs hasn't really had a good year. Yeah, and I, I, I would love to – I mean – the whole Cinderella story of Cincinnati, wouldn't it be great to see them finally do something? One of the very first Super Bowls I remember watching as a kid was, I think it's the early 80s, 
it was the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. So Cincinnati has one of those kind of endearing uh, elements to me, because kind of rem remembering them as maybe one of the very first football games I ever watched, um, which was a Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, I think that'd be that'd be fun out of the out of the um, AFC. I'm kind of looking at those teams. Uh, Green Bay, God, well, they, they looked they looked like a dominant force. Um, everyone was talking about the Rams, even when Arizona was on top. People were still talking about the Rams, and look at what's going on here. The Rams are on top at you know near the end of the season here, yeah. and Arizona has just sort of stumbled their way into the playoffs. Yeah, um, and then. And then, yeah, I think that people now, I mean, the NFL, a lot of NFL fans love Dallas, and it, maybe this is the time Dallas really makes some noise and, and gets far into the playoffs. I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I really I really don't like the Packers, don't like the Rams, don't like the Bucks, don't like the Cowboys. I don't like the 49ers. So how it's looking right now is I only like one – I'm only okay with one team in the NFC, so – Hopefully the Cardinals can do something. I, you know, I'm not really supposed to like the Cardinals because they're in our division and all, but you yeah. have the you have the Eagles too, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, the only reason I like the Eagles is because Gardner Minshew, but you know, the, I don't like the Eagles. I'm I'm okay with them, but I'd like to see Jalen Hurts like break his neck and then. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it'd be nice to see maybe uh, Jalen Hurts get a little injured and then uh, Minshew can come in and show how good he is. Uh, but yeah, um, so looking on the AFC side, you know, I really don't like any teams there. I, I, I'm okay with the Chiefs, you know, I like Mahomes and all. Bengals, I like that story. Patriots, no. Colts, no. Chargers, I like. You know, Buffalo, not really. Tennessee, not really. So not really liking in many teams in the playoffs this year. But, you know, it's always fun to watch the playoffs and we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's move into the NBA going on here. We're going to look at the NBA. Um, lots of exciting things happening this year in the NBA. It's it's interesting. You know, what, what do you think about the NBA this year, Daddy? Any, any thoughts on just NBA in general? Uh, gosh, I, you know, with you being a huge Warriors fan, um, a lot of that is rubbing off on me. It's great to see Steph do what he's doing. I don't know, was anybody picking the Warriors to be where they're at before the beginning of the season? I don't really just me. Were. Just Langston, the only guy in America. But I feel like it's a, a huge surprise, and the Lakers have been a huge disappointment. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I'm super excited to see uh, Steph and what he can do the rest of the year. And, of course, very excited to see the uh, the Wazoo Cougar coming out, uh, Clay Thompson coming back, and, and – having him hopefully pick up where he left off. I hear it was something like 900 days yeah. since the last time he played it's, basketball. It's been a while. Yeah. But seeing him make 24 three-pointers in a row, I mean, that's that's crazy. I, I don't even think I don't even think Michael Jordan could do that. Yeah. No, you were telling me – you, somebody was telling me he's had more points that are three-pointers than, than two-point shots. Yeah, that's – Stephen Curry has had that and Clay Thompson has had that. Both – Crazy good shooters. Um, but we're looking at the standings right now. Uh, Dad, you want none of them? Um, they were really uh, not not really looking like they were very good for that um, for like three maybe like three 
years. They were just really kind of in rebuild mode and they're kind of powering up in the playoffs. So, you know, maybe they can make a push at something. And uh, maybe Boston. Boston's not doing too well. The Raptors aren't doing very well. Um, but, yeah, lots of uh, moves in the offseason. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. We still got half the year left to go. We're looking strong. COVID hopefully doesn't take over everything. That would be disappointing. But looking on the outside, New York and Atlanta not in the playoffs. That's a real big surprise. I'm really surprised about that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll catch up on the Western Conference when we get back. Hello, and welcome back to Hang With Lang, Season 3, Episode 1. Let's get right back into it with the Western Conference NBA standings. We're going to start from number 10. We have the Sacramento Kings, number 9, Minnesota Timberwolves, number 8, Los Angeles Lakers, number 7, Los Angeles Clippers, number 6, Dallas Mavericks, Five Denver Nuggets, four Memphis Grizzlies, three Utah Jazz, and two Phoenix Suns, and number one, y'all are Warriors. You know, like like uh, Jeff over here, also known as Dad, said, um, you know, the Warriors were really kind of a surprise team. No one thought they would really go anywhere because, you know, they don't have Clay Thompson and stuff like that. But, you know, we, I was looking at the stats, and every single we, – we've had – not a single player, but nine players have played over 30 games, and we have, we've had 36 games this year, and nine players have had have played over 30 games. And I feel like that's – I feel like that's a great stat, and five players have started over uh, started over 30 games. So I feel like that's a great um, stat to have because um, that leads the NBA, and – you know, talking about the Nets and, like, the Lakers, they only have three players. Both of them only have three players that have played 30 games. So, you know, that's a great – like I said, that's a great stat, and I'm, I'm really happy that we can – that we're able to do that, um, stay healthy, you know, everything like that. It's good. Uh, that's, that's, that's good. Um, our home record is 17-3, away 12-4, you know, what you would expect. Done really well in our really tough division. Uh, we're seven and one in the division. So uh, yeah, and you know, out of the out of the, all the teams in the playoffs so far, at least the teams that are locked in the playoffs, we're not really looking on the on the top side with 111.3 points per game. So we're more of a defensive team, I'd definitely say. Uh, so yeah, anything uh, anything to say um, about the Western Conference? Yeah, I was just going to ask you a question because it is so much about it is so dominated. The news is so dominated by Golden State, uh, and you watch a lot of Golden State games. Uh, what team? What other team out there scares you as far as an opponent for Golden State? We watched Phoenix play Golden State kind of back-to-back games or very close in time. They played one game at their place, one game at the other place. So we were able to see, and I think they split the series. Yeah, Golden State won at home and uh, Phoenix won. Yeah, so whether it's Phoenix or Utah or even Memphis, maybe. I mean, are, is there any team out there that you say, gosh, this matchup is a little scary for me, not really looking forward to seeing them in, in a potential playoff scenario? You know, you always got to be scared about the Lakers. I mean, just flat out say it, the Lakers are just loaded with old players which you know 19 and 19 lakers are the yeah. one that scared you you know you know that's one of the teams that scares me but 
the Lakers, you always got to be looking out for. I mean, you, you got to – I mean, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, even Carmelo Anthony, such experienced players there that, you know, every time I see the Lakers on the schedule, you you have to tune in. I mean, it's 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 bound to be a great game, and, you know, they, they scare me. And so does Memphis. Memphis, Memphis doesn't scare me because I know that we can easily pull out a win. I, not easily, but, I mean, we can pull out a win. But Memphis is a good team. The trades that they made this year, you know, I'm really not liking those. But they're still a good team. Uh, Phoenix, you know, yeah, they don't really scare me too much. Utah, no, nah, not not really. But, yeah, I, I'm going to have to say the Lakers. The Lakers always scare me the most. I mean, yeah, and, and I think it's, it's tough to pull out a win. Once we see Clay play for about a month, then maybe we'll know, okay, no one's going to stop this team or it's going to be, all right, Clay's got a little bit of rust. Um, we're not, we're not, we don't, we're, he's not the player that we thought he would be coming out of the gates, but if he is hot coming out of the gates on fire, um, this could be super scary for any other team that wants to go against the Golden State Warriors. You know, we might be looking at the NBA record for most wins, mm-hmm. but obviously it's a, it's a short year, but you know, might be looking at the most wins in the short year, but, uh, yeah. Um, and some, a lot of people are like, yay, Clay Thompson's coming back. And that's that's me saying that too. But one of the things is just because Clay Thompson's coming back doesn't mean that the team's going to get better. I mean, obviously it's Clay Thompson we're here talking about, and there's a 98% chance that the Warriors are going to get better when he comes back. But it's not like we're going to have the starting five and then add Clay Thompson in there and we're going to have the starting six. Like, you have to take somebody out, too. So it's like, if Clay Thompson's not performing and they still keep him in there, you know, we're taking away a roster spot where it could be Andrew Wiggins, could be Jordan Poole. All, all those guys are great players that are performing well. So we have to understand that he's, he's taking up a, st- a starting lineup spot where, you know, he's not automatically going in there. He's just going to add, like, 20 points per game. He's... So you're subtracting what the other guy would have because he has he has big spots to fill. If he's if he's filling if he's filling Jordan Poole or Andrew Wins, like I said, they're, they're, those are great players, and he might he might have to be on his A game to kind of get started. Yeah, on his return. Well, I was gonna say one of the exciting things that I'm looking forward to about Clay Thompson coming back is is what that does to Steph Curry's team. Steph Curry's game and how he morphs what he's doing now and what he'll do when Clay's back. It'll be so exciting and interesting to see how Steph changes as a player when he has the weapon of, of um, Clay Thompson. I mean, they're called the splash brothers for a reason. I mean, when one of them gets back, I mean, they're obviously just going to play better. And one of the things that you have to understand the most is Clay Thompson relieves pressure from Stephen Curry. Steph Curry, obviously NBA player, you wouldn't think he has that much pressure on him because he just totally morphs off, and you don't think that he has much pressure on him. But he actually had, he might actually have like tons of pressure that he's trying to deal with, like end of game scenarios or things like that. But Clay Thompson just relieves that pressure because we know that he can make shots, and Clay Thompson doesn't take many shots, but he sure does make a lot of his shots. So. Uh, be looking out for the Warriors when 
Clay Thompson gets back. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be it's going to be really exciting to see. And then we'll talk about here in a little bit, sort of a finals potential finals matchup. But um, I love the NBA playoffs. I think I think they're really fun to watch. I like how they're kind of long in the season. Lots of teams. Yeah. Um, just very excited for that. Yeah, it's always it's always fun. Playoffs are always the best to watch. And I, to be honest, I really think the football NFL playoffs are just kind of. Yeah, there's kind of they kind of just cut short. You know, you only have like so many games. It's it's only it's whoever wins that game goes on. You know, it's not like best of series. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. So uh, next, we're gonna talk about the NFRR our NFL All Pro team. Um, not really a dad's, but I made it. But you know, he he's a part of it too. But uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and talk about that. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, dad, you can like say thing, uh, ask questions, maybe, maybe if you have like comments on it, Sure. but uh, yeah. So on my NFL, all pro teams, and I used uh, like kind of statistics about, uh, I looked on like ESPN, you know, ESPN app, uh, and looking at the rankings for like yards, touchdowns, just thinking about that stuff. Um, and I added them up in the least these guys, the least points that they had, I would go with. So that's kind of how I did it. So you might be running, running, wondering, why do I not have Aaron Rodgers? Well, Aaron Rodgers was not really – he hasn't. He really hasn't had a great year. So I don't know why MVP votes are coming out, but we'll have to see about that. So my quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen. We have Jonathan Taylor – Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry as my running backs. Joe Mixon's had a fantastic year, so does Jonathan Taylor. My wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and I'm putting this one in there, Debo Samuel. Uh, my tight ends, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Always got to put them in. Uh, middle linebacker is Bobby Wagner. Always got to have him. Right outside linebacker is Micah Parsons. Left outside linebacker is TJ Watt. My defensive tackle is Aaron Donald. Other defense tackle is Jonathan Allen. Defensive end, we have Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. And uh, safeties, we got Quandre Diggs, Jordan Poyer, and Kevin Byard. And uh, Dad, do you have any uh, comments here about what, what you think of uh, this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, – I mean, there's Tom Brady again, right? I mean, every year you just – whether you're a fan or not, you've got to be amazed by the fact that he can just put up these numbers, and he seems to a team is a team is assembled around him to really complement his talents. Um, and I had uh, a huge Justin Herbert fan. I he was one of my main yeah, guys definitely. in fantasy fantasy football this year. So uh, love Herbert. Um, and uh, I'm you know I, the thing too about I, I'm kind of hitting on the quarterbacks. Josh Allen, I mean, I don't know how you cannot root for this guy. He seems like he's – just seems like a really good guy. And I, yeah. I feel like – and maybe it's the whole – maybe it's the whole Buffalo Bills thing where a little bit of an underdog um, kind of mentality around that team. Uh, I just love to see him play. I think he's a great player. So, um, I, I, like, I like those picks on the quarterback side. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, like, stats, uh, Tom Brady, if he's going to play – 
I'm looking at his stats right now. He has 4,990 yards. Um, so if he plays again and has a good day with like 400 passing yards, 300 passing yards, he's approaching on 5,000 yards total this year, which um, he might break He might break a record, might get in top three. It'll be uh, interesting to see. But uh, maybe Matthew Stafford will too. We, we don't know. But uh, any comments on the running backs or any other position? Um. Yeah, I think the uh, you know the the story of of Taylor uh, is really exciting. You know him him just taking over and and doing what he's been doing this year. Love to watch him. Um, and then you know this guy beats up on the Seahawks every time they play. But you have to be pretty impressed with the Cooper Cup story on the wide receiver side. Um, he's been he he's been doing really well. I think there's even talk about him in the and the MVP um, conversation as well, which um, I, I I don't follow it too often. But to have a wide receiver in the conversation seems like kind of a unique story, uh, frankly. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then, definitely. Yeah, and then you know on the defensive side, of course, there's Mr. Steady Bobby Wagner, uh, just always constantly in that conversation. For uh, for um, you know, on the on the All Pro team, on the All Star team, it's uh, called the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl, Adam. sorry, Pro Bowl, uh, and uh, some of the other guys like Aaron Donald. Just you know, again, watching him play a lot against Seattle, how he can just take over a game and and just wreck a, wreck an offense uh, single handedly. Um, that's a good. Yeah. It's a good list of players you got there. Yeah, uh, I'm curious. I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, make fun of you here or anything, but uh, I'm wondering: Have you ever heard of Micah Parsons? I have heard of him. Yes, you have. Okay. <laughs> have you Have you heard of him being good at all? Uh, I don't know enough about him to know he, if he's good or not. Was it? Did you hear about him like during the draft or like where did you where Where did you hear about him? Uh, I don't know. I, I watch so much ESPN. Sometimes his names just come in through um, through just watching something and, and I hear a name. Yeah. So Micah Parsons, have you ever heard of a guy named Lawrence Taylor? Yes. Lawrence Taylor was from my generation, uh, New York Giants, uh, linebacker, uh, very, very probably top Buffalo five. Bills. Lawrence Taylor. Well, he was, Lawrence Taylor was the, was with the Giants when I watched him play. Oh, okay. Well, he's famous for the Bills. Well, he was, he was a rookie with the Bills. He got drafted by the Bills. Okay, so I think well, I, yeah. When I watched him, it was the Giants, and he was okay. yeah, he was one of the the scary the scary guys to to uh, when you watched him play on defense, he could definitely take over a take over a a, a game. So, what would you say if um, I said Micah Parsons was uh, basically getting a big big hype about he might be the next Lawrence Taylor? Um, that would be exciting to see. I. Uh, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, because yeah, he, so he's he's on the he's on the Cowboys. If you didn't know that, but uh, yeah, he's on the Cowboys, and he's he's a great linebacker, and he I'm pretty sure he has about almost 14, 15 sacks this year, and uh, so yeah, so I would I would be interested to see what um, he does in you know upcoming years if he can be as good as Lawrence Taylor. But uh, we're looking at some Lawrence Taylor stats right here, seeing if, where he was drafted and uh, teams he played for. Are you getting any information here, Dad? Um, no, but he is 
one of the guys from my from my generation played in the 80s um like i said when i watched him he was i think it was with the um parcells was the coach and um and yeah he was i know he was part of probably some super bowl um teams with the giants and it actually does look like he was for the with the giants i thought he was he, i thought he was with the bills cuz the jersey they kind of looked like the bills but yeah it was with the giants um so yeah, what do you uh, what are you thinking about um, a Seahawk Quandre Diggs on this uh, safety list right here? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's okay. I mean I I don't know. There, I feel like there may be some other more deserving safeties. I suppose. Yikes! But <laughs> yeah, sorry to beat up beat up on the home team, but um, I guess when you watch a lot of uh, Seahawk defense. It's sometimes hard to find um, the uh, the 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 bright the right spots on on those types of things. So, are you saying that uh, the Seahawks defense is not good? <laughs> I feel like now I'm in some sort of interrogation interview. Um, I will say that they have a lot of holes, and when we trade Russell Wilson, I, I'm looking for using a lot of those first round picks on the defensive side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So- so uh, yeah, so um, next we are going to get into the MLB news, and I'm curious what your um, kind of take is on the MLB lockout uh, that's just starting. I, I know you you probably know a little bit about it now because you're you're more of I, I would guess you're you're probably more of the um, might know a little bit more about the MLB. Than maybe the NBA, but you, you probably know more about the NFL. But um, MLB, you, you seem to kind of know a little bit about. So, uh, what's your take on the MLB lockout? Yeah, no. Um, actually, I, I, all I know is that there's a lockout going on. I don't know what the with the with the management. Um, and 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 I think when you know more about what the issues are, you can kind of sort of look a little look a little into how long could this potentially last and so forth so I, I do need to get up to speed on on the issues behind the lockout uh, but I am sort of hearing that spring training could be in jeopardy uh, they could possibly be doing a shorter season um, and I think that in all these conversations about sports, we need to put it inside the context of um, uh, COVID and, and what that might mean. We're, we're standing here just a few days after New Year's, and we're talking about a huge um, surge in the Omicron uh, variant, which could really uh, put sports uh, in, in, in jeopardy. So we'll see what happens with the NBA and the finals there. We'll see what happens with the beginning of baseball, because um, the NFL the has NFL. the NFL has really been hit hard. And I feel like last year they did a pretty good job of keeping COVID at bay. This year it has been a kind of a, a different story. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely kind of the same side I, I'm looking at. Um, so yeah, the MOB, if you didn't really know already, what what kind of happens is the CB. There's this thing called the CBA where there's um, basically like a contract, if you're thinking about it, maybe like a job contract, where 
basically there's these rules that the MLBPA, which is the MLB Players Association, which is like a, basically like if you're thinking about like ASB or like leadership, stuff like that, they have um, them and the owners and the general managers of the MLB have basically disagreed on what rules they want. And basically there's not really wanting to agree on it. It's mostly, obviously we can say it's mostly about money because, you know, everything's about money nowadays. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not looking great for the season. And obviously spring training is not looking good. Um, we're not, we're not really uh, seeing much of the near future looking bright, I guess. But any, uh, you find anything over there, Dad? Um, yeah, there's there was an article that was written by um, uh, I think it's by the Sporting News uh, is who wrote it, and they they talk about a little bit about why th- there might not be a lot of um, a lot of trades that are going to go on even after the lockout ends. They can't do anything now, uh, but the, the the guess was that there are hunches that there won't be a lot of activity right after the lockout if that happens. Um, you know, worst case scenario, the lockout does not end and there's no baseball season for 2022. Um, heaven forbid that happens. But th- this article is spe- kind of specifically saying there might not be a lot of movement um, after, if, if it eventually does end and uh, the season starts. Yeah, that would not, that would really not be good. I would not like that. Obviously, I mean, who would who would not who 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 could think of something positive about this? I mean, it's not really anything you could think of that's positive. Yeah, especially for a team like us, like we're Seattle Mariner fans. Uh, we really rely on <laughs> we rely on the ability to make trades and and those types of things because we're talking about we're in the we're in the final stages of hopefully rebuild. a rebuild yeah. that will take us to the playoffs. Yeah, at least the playoffs, hopefully. Um, this year, but you know we got some good guys. I mean, we got uh, Robbie Ray, we got Adam Frazier, we got some other guys. But uh, yeah, I mean, nice to maybe get another pitcher, or maybe another infielder uh, there. But uh, yeah, so is there anything else going on in the sports world that want to talk about before we get into the zero picks? Anything at NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, golf, tennis, soccer? Uh, no, I, well, I would say that the, um, the, the passing of John Madden happened recently and, um, that was sort of a huge deal for people who watched NFL. Um, you know, in my generation, he was one of those people that you really enjoyed watching the game, uh, because of the way he could do commentary and do the do the uh, the play by well it wasn't the play by play um, color the, the color commentary he was one of those people you would watch the game and he could make he could kind of make the most boring game entertaining so it, very sad to hear keep you listening yeah very sad to hear that he passed away but he really paved the way for a lot of great broadcasters um, that we have now yeah I mean it was definitely very sad I mean the NFL definitely wouldn't be here today without John what John Madden did and. Obviously, uh, the Madden video game wouldn't be there for <laughs> the year without it. But uh, really, if you were actually wondering if the Madden video game was uh, made because of John Madden, it actually was. It was because John Madden wanted uh, – it was kind of like what you would think maybe, 
maybe or maybe what you wouldn't think it was for um younger kids to get involved with uh football like general managing coaching playing stuff like that it was more for the front office side of it and not really a part of like the playing the game it, it was a lot about playing the game but not really like you know throwing the ball and catching it and so yeah it was more like play call and stuff like that to try to get younger people involved in like the coaching side and more the front office side of it so it was really more about stuff like that and it was about playing about playing it because like for like younger kids to get involved in the football side of it because he wanted more people involved because when he started you know football wasn't all that big i mean you can't imagine that football not on Sunday night or Sunday without having football. You really can't imagine that. I mean, it's the world we're living in right now. Sunday is either church day or football day, football day for some people. So you really can't imagine Sunday. I can't imagine Sundays without football, you know, right now, especially in our family where football is, is pretty big with, especially you and me, it's a big part of Sunday. It's a big part of the week, you know, big part of our lives. And to think about it, it's not really, it wouldn't be really how it is without uh, John Madden, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to fret with that. Uh, we're going to get into our MLB, NFL, and NBA championship game, Super Bowl, and World Series pick. So, do you want to start us off, or do you want me to go first? Uh, go ahead and go first. Okay. So, uh, what do you want to start with? Maybe MLB? Uh, sure. That's, that's Def- MLB is definitely going to be the hardest. So uh, I'm going to pull up some maybe uh, like ESPN or something like that because I'm, you know, I'm kind of clueless on this. But I'll tell you this one thing. I do think that the Mariners are going to make the playoffs this year. That's a, definitely a big one. Um, and I definitely think that it's hard because um, the Mariners are supposed to play the Padres first game of the year. That's, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, spring training is less than two months away. I mean, it's – eight months away and that's actually might not be eight months away because it might not happen but uh let's go ahead and get into it so last year obviously we had the Braves winning I think the Braves are going to be back to to the playoffs obviously but uh my world series my serious my world series teams huh from the national league I'm going to have you know, I'm going to go with – it's hard. San Francisco is not going to be in the playoffs this year. I know that. You know, I'm going to go with on the wet – on the – sorry, National League side. I'm going to go with the New York Mets or the Phillies, but I'm going to say the New York Mets on the on the Eastern – or the Eastern – West no, – National – Sorry, I'm thinking about NBA too much. Uh, on the National League side, I'm thinking about the New York Mets. And, and on the American League side, I'm looking at looking at two teams here. Yeah. I'm looking at either um, – I'm looking at the Mariners, and I'm actually serious about the Mariners. I'm looking at the Mariners – or the um, or the not the Red Sox. 
you know, no offseason has looked good but the Mariners in the West or in the American League. So, you know, I'm not – Texas, I feel like Texas is making some serious crazy moves. Not enough pitching. Not enough pitching. That's my opinion on it. Um, who have who have the Ranger? Oh, did Cleveland take people? Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a. What about the White Sox? No, I'm not. I'm not liking the. I'm not liking the White Sox. Do you, Do you have yours? Well, I'll tell you. So on since you did your National League, I will. I'll give away my National League as well. And by the way, I think we both picked last year. We both picked Atlanta. Yeah. And yeah. what happened? Yes, yeah. they won the World Series. Thank you very much. I'm gonna start a business, um, giving away, uh, you know, that that advice for picks for what? for gambling. Um, okay. So I'm gonna say, uh, give me a heavy dose of the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay, I completely disagree. I don't think the, I don't think the Milwaukee Brewers can make the playoffs this year. All right, so I have Milwaukee in honest. there, <laughs> and then I will on the on the for the American League. Um, man, I'd love to say Seattle, but I think we're still Ooh. still a year away. We're still a year away. The lockout I'm not, does I'm not, not liking that. I'm lockout liking does that. not help. Lockout does not help. I really hope Houston does not make any noise at all this year. You know, giving uh, away Carlos Correa, who do they have left? Yes. It's Altuve and I'm, I'm going Tampa Bay. Ooh. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, well, not really, but it's, it's <laughs> just for fun. I, You know, we're betting $500 for this. You know that. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I think the Marlins will be a good team. I think the Marlins will be a good team. They're in the National League. I think they'll make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, no team on the American League, like I said, has made moves except, you know, big moves that actually can make them to the playoffs or World Series or above, but the Mariners. It's Mariners and the Rangers, and the Mariners are the only team that are in reach. So, you know, I mean, they're saying the Mariners versus the Mets. Mariners-Mets. Or Maris Mets, or um, you know, I'm like, did the Tigers make any moves? I feel like the Tigers made some moves. I feel like the Tigers made some moves. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is hard. I I really I I like the Tigers how they are, but I don't I don't know. I like the Mariners too. I, I I'm really liking the Mariners. Uh, man, this is hard. I think I'm at your other other sports. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's really he's really thinking long and hard on this American League team. Well, I was gonna jump into the NBA. Are you ready to talk about? Not yet. I no. Got, I gotta do it on <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I mean, baseball. It's baseball's tough. I mean, baseball's tough to pick. I think. Um, you talk about making trades. Let's just say that no one makes a trade. Let's say no one makes a trade and all the trades are going to be made at the trade deadline in July. You know, which teams in the first half of the year are the best teams? And, you know, those because those are the ones that are going to be the big wheelers and dealers at the trade deadline. Um, So, you know, if we're talking about the same cast of characters 
as last year in the playoffs, um, you know, maybe, but it, it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, but, but you, you know, you can probably see a, a New York and a Boston are going to be probably in the mix. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be probably, I think probably Chicago and Cleveland will be in the mix on the American league side as well. Uh, but it's just which, which teams kind of have the cat, have the cash to, to make those big deals at the trade deadline to, to do that final push for, um, for the playoff spot and to get them into the, into the world series. So, um, yeah, but baseball can be, it can be tricky to kind of see who's going to be. Who did you say good. on the National League side? My pick for going into the World Series, I like the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay, I'm taking out the Mets because you know, never no team that makes huge splashes ever makes the playoffs, so that's not happening. Um, so I'm saying the Phillies on the National League side, and I'm saying that they're going against the Baltimore Orioles. Wow, that will be <laughs> Orioles. How did the Orioles do last year? 52 and 110. <laughs> 52 wins and 110 losses. Jeez, that's they're good. Okay, well, you are going to have the the, the script for the Hollywood story once that happens. Um, and that's going to be an amazing movie. You know, I, I looked at I looked at their I looked at their free agency signings, and you know, I like the Mariners. Uh, I, I like the Mariners, but you know, I I like the I like the Orioles even more. I mean, let's see, let's see what their what their signings are. I mean, they're not really signing actually that much people, but you know, they signed Rugmundo Dor. You know, he's he's a great great player. Um, but yeah, you know, I think they have the they have the talent to get there. Um, All right, you got the we got the Orioles. <laughs> We're using a pen to write that in. They, uh, so. they took Sammy Watkins from the <laughs> NFL, put him as their pitcher. That's what it's saying there. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's either I'm thinking of the Orioles or uh, Orioles or the Mariners, you know, in the World Series. Yeah, All right. or, Orioles or Mariners versus the Phillies. That is going, yeah. I mean, that is going to rock the a the American League. Just don't uh, <laughs> So, all right, well, were you ready to move to the NBA? Yeah, I am ready for the NBA. So, let's, let's just get this over with. Who do you have in the Western Conference? Uh, duh, the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, so no one else scares you. I mean, you're not, you're not thinking that Phoenix – I guess anything can happen. Phoenix is not scaring you. Nope. You said the Lakers because they have some star power and they have some definite experience. They always are a little bit of a – there's going to be a little bit of a tussle. Yeah, in, in a series, I feel scared about them. But knowing that they're injuries, I mean, it just it, – it, I don't think the Lakers can hold up for that long. Okay. So more – yeah. So I, I agree with you. It's going to be – it's. I think it's going to be the Golden State Warriors out of the West. Probably more intriguing as who's going to come out of the East. But here, here's the thing. When I talk about the Lakers – I'm not going to like that. Um, so I think it's going to be Green Bay out of the NFC. In the AFC, I want to say oh, – man, is, this, is it Tennessee's time? I think it might be Tennessee's time to get there. And it'd be a Tennessee Green Bay um, Super Bowl nope. matchup. That is not even close. Uh, I love Cincinnati, Never gonna but happen. I don't think it's going to happen in a million years. Oh, uh, you know, I forgot about Kansas City. Uh, you know what? Sorry. I forgot about Kansas City. Their defense is not very good. 
Their defense is the worst defense. Yeah. So I, so I'm going. I'm going to go Tennessee Green Bay with a Green Bay uh, having the title. Did you really do um, the two best teams in both both conferences? <laughs> yeah, I think I did. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> you know, I like to pick the underdogs. No, I I hear you, but um, no, I hear you. I love I love to see the underdogs get there too. Yeah, no, I'm picking. Um, I'm picking Jets. <clears throat> I actually picked the Jets to be second in the uh, division this year. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, you know, I'm really looking at. I'm looking at. Cardinals from the wet from the Ooh, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure out they are gonna have to figure out a lot of things in a, in a hurry. Cardinals versus the Bengals. <laughs> Buffalo. Do you like the Patriots? Everyone, everyone, everyone I is very hot. The Patriots. Very hot. I hate the Patriots. Hate the Patriots. Hate the Patriots. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm going that. I'm going Cardinals versus Bills. Oh, love to see that. Great. I would love to see that Super Bowl. I would love to see that Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm really thinking the Cardinals. Have yeah, I think you were making that pick on, based on your heart and not your head. Because you hate, you've already said you hate every other team except the Cardinals out of the NFC. So, well, no, I, I think luck. I think the Cardinals are just a good team. You know, I just yeah. think they have the pieces. Yeah, let's see, that, let's see hot Arizona come rumbling into frozen Green Bay. That's going to be a good, a good let's matchup. see you. Let's <laughs> see you hobbling into frozen Green Bay. All right, well, I think we've and you're picking Cardinals to win it all. Cardinals to win it all. Oh man, I, I would love it. I'd love the NFC West to do that. So I got the Phillies, I got the Warriors, and I got the uh, got the Cardinals to win it all. Great. So you got one all. So uh, what did I say? Green Bay. I have the Tampa Bay Rays, and I have the Golden State Warriors. Three good teams right there. Yeah, except for the Packers. So. Uh, you know what? I don't love the Packers. I just think that they're scary good, and they're they're peaking at the right time. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Yeah, anything else to say? No, it's been great. It's been great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna wrap up another podcast. Hang with Lang. I'm your host Langston. Special guest Jeff Baller. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye, everybody.